Welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia. And on today's show, we're going to be joined by our very special guest. We're going to be joined by the one, the only, Carolina Teague. How are you doing, Carolina? Oh, you know, I've had better days, Joe. <laughs> this is a good, um, I'm excited for today. I'm really excited to talk sports with you. So thanks for inviting me. Oh, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. So let's go ahead and dive in here and talk a little bit about an upcoming game that we have on Friday. The Spurs will be back in action on Friday. They're going to be playing the Toronto Raptors in Toronto. That's going to be an early tip. That game is going to start at 6 p.m. our time. And we're going to have DeMar DeRozan returning home to the scene of the crime and playing against Kawhi Leonard. This is going to be a matchup that I'm sure everyone's going to be watching closely. So let's go ahead and get your take. Do you think DeMar DeRozan is going to actually have a, a really good game and the Spurs are going to be victorious? Or do you think we're going to get blown out, blown out of the water, Carolina? Uh, I mean, this is a really tough one, but I feel like I'm going to be a little bit biased and I really want the Spurs to win this particular game only because, you know, I feel for DeMar DeRozan, the way that he was treated by the Raptors organization, I feel like he was blindsided. He's the most um, top scoring Raptor of all time based off of stats. And I know that he was really hurt because, you know, he was loyal to them throughout the entire, his entire career when nobody wanted to be a Raptor, he was a Raptor. So for him to be traded and blindsided by the trade, I know that he's going to be playing with a lot of extra effort. So I think he's going to be, you know, greeted with a standing ovation. And I think the city's going to show him a lot of love because the city loved and respected him. So I feel like he's going to feel like he's at home. And I, you know, he also has the benefit of Derek White being fully healthy and coming back into the game. So I think that the Spurs are going to be victorious simply because I feel like when it comes to this particular rivalry, they have a chip on their shoulder. So I think that they'll uh, end up winning, being victorious in this game. Yeah, I wish I would I could share in your sentiments. Unfortunately for me, what I think is going to wind up happening is I think the Spurs are going to go and play the Toronto Raptors in Toronto, and I think they're just going to get blown out of the water. And the reason behind that is when a player returns home and plays against his former team for the first time, it affects him mentally. You know, like DeMar DeRozan didn't leave in the bad on bad terms. It wasn't his fault. The team decided to trade him for Kawhi Leonard. Then they got Danny Green. He was collateral damage in that trade. Now, when you go home, all these memories start coming and flooding back, and it kind of affects your game a little bit. You know, I hope that I'm wrong and that I hope that he has a really good game. Maybe he'll drop 50 like he jokingly said on a, on a podcast with uh, Serge Ibaka. He was just joking around when he said he came back. When he comes back and plays him, he's going to drop 50. Now, let's hope that he does do, you know, do that or score like 30, 40 points. Um, then I would say, oh, the Spurs have a chance of winning. But if something like that doesn't happen, uh, I, I just on paper, I just look at these two teams and the Toronto Raptors just have a better overall team. So unfortunately, I just think the Spurs are going to go in there. They probably hang with them for a quarter or two, and then the wheels are going to come off, and it won't be long after that. <laughs> what do you think, Carolina? No, I, you know, part of me does agree with you when it comes to that. I mean, if we're looking at the history of them so far on the rodeo road trip, they're looking for their second win. And one of the things that has been really crippling the Spurs is their defense. They, you know, do the zone defense, the one-on-one. They've been, you know, pretty um, – I would say porous when it comes to the defense 
Um, so I feel like I totally understand where you're coming from. And on paper, the Toronto Raptors are a far more superior team. They're going to be at home. But, you know, the little, you know, underdog fan in me really wants the Spurs to come out and win. So that's why I'm going to still root for them and just be on the opposite side of that spectrum. But I totally see exactly why you feel that way. Yeah, the, unfortunately, that's the way I feel. I'm pretty sure that my buddy Jeff Garcia and Michael DeLeon probably sharing my sentiments as well. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see when Friday comes what team will show up and how well they will play defense because that's been the Achilles heel for the Spurs all season. When you lose most of your def the big defenders and they leave in a trade and then you lose one and Kyle Anderson to free agency, uh, we've seen that the Spurs have had their defensive struggles this season and I expect that trend to continue. Unfortunately, this team is just not a very good defensive team but they are a much improved offensive team so hope only thing they need to do really is just get some stops every now and then if they can they can do that at key moments then they can give themselves a chance if they can you know kind of keep within st striking distance of the Toronto Raptors however the Raptors have a potent defense you know and I think that's going to bother the Spurs so we'll just see if offense prevails or defense this is going to be a big test for them I think another thing that we need to take into accountability too is the Spurs need to eliminate turnovers. It seems like yeah. the Marjorie Rosen, when he gets a little bit too excited, he is, you know, getting turnovers and it really, those turnovers are killing them. So if they could just work on their defense, eliminate turnovers, take it slow, I think they have an opportunity to keep the pace of the Raptors and come out victorious. But I mean, it's a, it's a far stretch, but I, you know, like I said, I'm hoping for them to win. Yeah, you're always trying to keep everything in a, in a positive way, you know, perspective, in other words, trying to move things forward. And I think you, uh, you're you kind of like uh, Chris Duell. You know, Chris Duell says the Spurs can do no wrong a lot of times. I like his positive, his positive energy, his positive spirit, but I'm more of the realist. You know, I'm just like, yeah, I, I want them to win. I want them to do good. But the realist in me always tells me, uh, look at what's happened with this team on this rodeo road trip and they're going to be facing a really good you know toronto raptors team so like i said i don't i don't expect them to win but if they can keep this as a, a pretty good a pretty close game I, I i like their chances but if it falls apart by the second half i i don't really don't think they're going to be able to come back from a, a 20 plus point deficit uh on the road against a, a really well a really well uh rounded raptors team and, and get that victory so moving on, though, we're going to move into our next segment. Everybody's been high on the San Antonio Commanders, especially me. You know, I've liked a lot what I've seen out of this team. Uh, and we've seen the the turnouts that have uh, come out to the Alamo Dome to get behind the, the San Antonio Commanders and the AAF, the Alliance of American Football. It's been quite entertaining. They had, uh, you know, a debut weekend. They had some they had something like 20,000 plus uh I think fans show up and this last uh, outing when they played the Apollos, unfortunately the commanders lost. I think attendance was somewhere in the neighborhood of 29,000 plus, which was a big improvement shows that, you know, the, the city is really getting behind this team. Unfortunately, we hear news breaking earlier this week that the AAF uh, had to get a, a bailout. They couldn't, they couldn't make their payroll for week one and they were in jeopardy of not even making their payroll again for week two. It looks like they had uh, Carolina, the Carolina Hurricanes owner 
uh, Tom Dundon, uh, Dundon, <laughs> he laid down $250 million to become the league's chairman. And they were saying that there's reports that were all over social media, even reports coming out of, you know, some of the more reputable networks. And USA Today had even written an article saying that their league was in danger of running out of money. I mean, it's a, it's a shame that we're hearing these reports because I know that you've gone to the, some of these games, Carolina, and you enjoyed yourself, did you not? Um, I did enjoy myself at the games, you know, when it came to an AF perspective. But like I've stated before, you know, I don't think that the Alamo Dome was prepared for the amount of the crowd that was going to show up, which is a shame because San Antonio has a huge fan base. And San Antonio fans, especially football fans like myself, have been wanting the NFL team to come into, you know, the arena. And the first week, they had 28,000 people show up to the game. And they were ill-prepared for that. And to me, that just sets the tone of can can a football team stay in San Antonio if we can't even house them correctly. So that's why I, you know, was on the air and I got on them. So the second week, uh, the attendance was about 29,172. So that was a 4% increase and the lines are a lot more fluid. So that showed me that number one, San Antonio has a phenomenal fan base for football. And I really think that people should not take San Antonio lightly when it comes to football teams. We love our football. And, you know, I think every single fan needs to attempt every single game in order to be able to prove to leagues that we're ready for a football team. But in order to prove that not only does our attendance need to be high, our our actual, you know, dome or whoever houses the football team needs to be on top of their game as well. So I really love the San Antonio Commanders and I really love what the AAF stands for. It's a lot more different than the XFL. You know, back in the day when Vince McMahon had the XFL, the rules were a lot more different than a regular NFL game. And the part of, and you know, the camera angles and the way the game was played was a reason, a lot, big, huge reason why the league failed. And this time it's a little bit more different. It's a lot more relatable to football than the XFL was. So I really like the direction that the Alliance football took. So I really do love, you know, Alliance football. It gives me that football fix that I really needed. Um, when the off season is occurring. So, you know, I don't have to wait until August to watch football. I really like what the AF brings to the table, what the commanders bring to the table. But like I said, my biggest fear is the AAF being successful and San Antonio losing another team because, you know, we can't get it together from an attendance perspective or from a business perspective. So I really hope that everything falls into place for us. Yeah, I hope everything falls into place for us, too. But what did you think about this reports that I'm sure you saw them on social media and all over, you know, the Internet about the commanders having to get a bailout? Basically, already just the second week of existence and it's still show, it's already showing signs of of some struggles. You know, there was reports even coming out and some of the articles that were written that the AAF did not forecast it being this expensive to actually be able to be keep moving forward into the season. There was a lot of extra expenditures they didn't forecast before the season even started. Um, my hope is, regardless of the uh, financial situation, that this league ha- actually gets a chance to showcase 
what it can do and they can finish out the season and hopefully, you know, maybe get some more big name sponsors or, or work on getting some more big name sponsors to come out and really get behind this. It doesn't really have the backing of the NFL, even though some games might be shown on the NFL network. I think the this league, in order for it to be really successful, does need the backing of, you know, the NFL uh, to come and, you know, say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and back this team, not only with their financial resources, but the many resources that they have as far as uh, the, you know, television, you know, the big markets, because I think this team needs more exposure, you know, or not this team per se, but this league, because it's kind of hard to find these games. They had the first games were shown on the CB on CBS, you know, channel or our local channel here is Ken's five, which is our CBS affiliate. But when I looked for the games the second week, when the commanders were playing the Apollos, it was hard for me to find that because it was only on the CBS sports network, or you can download the AAF app from your Google, from the Google store, or from the iTunes store, and they'll show the games there, except they don't have the commentary. You're just watching a game and they don't really have any stats or box scores that you can really watch. You're going to have to kind of uh, look at that on your own and keep track, you know, especially when the announcers are talking as far as what's happening and what's going on on the field. But I like what I was seeing. But what were you really thinking about, you know, them having these this many issues just in week two, Caroline? Is that does that bode well for the league or, or do you think there's going to be some issues? Um. It doesn't show me that there's, I mean, I can see why a lot of people think that there's a lot of issues, but, you know, in business, it's expected, you know, when you, business 101, when you're starting a new business, when you're starting a new corporation or anything of that nature, it's expected that you are short on funds the first two years. You might not even see a profit margin. So the fact that this happened and they needed $250 million investment in order to buy themselves out really does not surprise me because, you know, I was expecting something of that nature. I don't see them being profitable the first year or so simply because when you are looking at, uh, when you're looking at it from a business perspective, you know, you don't have a big fan base because you don't, in the beginning of the season or the first year, there's not really that many fans. They don't know what team to root for. It's not really on TV, so you really don't know what to expect. The rules are a little bit different. So I do see, you know, why they're having these type of issues early in the season. Um, but I do expect the, um, when it comes to, you know, the money in the buyout situation, I don't think that it shows that there's issues. I think that there's an investment made because they do see the potential and they do see the need and demand for a successful football team. So I don't see it as a huge issue as of right now. Now, there's three. There's a three-year contract going on. I feel like if I see financial issues in the second year or so, then I would have to raise some concern at that point. I feel like right now it's too fresh, and I feel like they have a lot of potential to build their fan base and to build everything that they need to, and that investment you know, shows that. Well, only time will tell if the AAF is here to stay or they're going to have their issues before the season's even ends, but I'm hopeful that they're going to have a bright future and that these financial troubles that are, they're experiencing early on in their inception this season will be rectified and taken care of so this team can continue, you know, generating some buzz and, and, and entertaining us because a lot of NFL fans are always looking for that, you know, what's going to fill the void once the season starts. I mean, ends, I'm sorry. 
So you, you're looking to get some football from somewhere. And I think the AAF is doing a nice job of that. And I'd like to see that trend continue. And I just hope that they're here to stay beyond just the one season. So I'm wishing them nothing but the best and look and look uh, hope. And I'm looking towards them actually having a really good future. So we'll leave it at that. And we're going to go ahead and end this Two Shots podcast episode with one thing. We're going to talk about LaMarcus Aldridge and what he said uh, earlier today. He was talking about, well, not today. It was a, a, an article that my friend Jeff Garcia from News 4 had posted earlier today. But during the NBA All-Star break, a reporter asked uh, LaMarcus Aldridge if he did eat breakfast tacos. And his answer is going to surprise you. Yeah, he says, I feel bad saying this, but I can't eat that because I'm on a diet. <laughs> if I'm eating breakfast tacos, I'm not going to play well. Well, he's not eating breakfast tacos because he's on a diet. And we know what breakfast tacos do to you if you've lived here in San Antonio long enough. You start getting a little round in the middle. So <laughs> kind of weighs you down, you know, that big red and barbacoa, you know, you're eating some carne quesada. Yeah, that will take a toll on you for sure. Yeah, especially the sugary big red, you know, it's a, it's a staple here in San Antonio. You know, it's something that us Mexicanos, or us Latinos like to do. It's a it's like a tradition, you know, on Saturdays or Sundays, you go right. get you some and, barbacoa. And you can find it. You can find it everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like those bombs that are planted and they explode on you if you step on them. Oh, yeah. and you're in a war zone. That's how frequent you can find a barbacoa and big red place around the corner in San Antonio. <laughs> They're everywhere. But can you imagine how many calories are in two of those tacos you're eating of that barbacoa? Because it's really greasy. How long would you have to work out in order to burn those calories, Carolina? Oh my God, even as an athlete, you would have to work, you would still have to work out consistently. And if you're sedentary, you're screwed. So yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It takes a toll on you. Absolutely. Especially the fatty meats, the tortilla alone is like 400 calories. All the, the carbs. bread has all that sugar. You're going to be on a caffeine rush. So yeah, that's pretty crazy that he said no, but at least he was honest. Yeah, at least he was honest about that. I know probably some of the Spurs fans are like, he doesn't eat tacos. I'm like, I don't think a lot of these uh, players, it's not just LaMarcus. I don't think a lot of these players are going to be eating tacos. Maybe well, if, yeah. except for Lonnie and, Walker. Exactly. And you know, breakfast is breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So you have to make sure you start your day off right. And, you know, I'm glad, honestly, I'm kind of glad that he doesn't eat breakfast tacos because I wouldn't want my top player eating breakfast tacos and slowing him down. So uh, he's a top player for a reason. He has to stay consistent with his diet. So I'm pretty sure his breakfast is super healthy, which I don't mind, especially if he's performing well on the court. So, you know, the fact that he said no, it, so it is pretty surprising. Maybe in the off season he'll eat breakfast tacos, but right now I'm glad he's passing on them. Yeah, me too. We don't we don't want around LaMarcus Aldridge going out there and trying to do battle with some of these Western Conference teams that are playing at a high level. So... Kudos exactly. to you, LaMarcus. Yeah. You're staying away from and the if, evil. If you look at other, like the, like Steph Curry's diet, Ayesha Curry posts meal preps online, and he eats super healthy. She has him on a strict diet, except for they enjoy their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches during practice. But, you know, they he's on a super strict diet too. So, I mean, Tom Brady even says, in order for him to be the best, and you're getting older, and you need to compete against these young cats who are coming out of, 
college and they're extremely athletic you have to be on an extremely good diet if you want to keep up with them that's the only way is if you drink tons of water and you are you you hydrate yourself well and you have a really really good diet that's the only way you're going to keep up with these young players coming out of college yeah so the moral of the story and what caroline is saying is stay away from the breakfast tacos or you're going to be shaped like a donut <laughs> yeah, you're going to be shaped like a, a taco yourself. You're going to look like the mission, the mission, the what's his name, taco? the mission mascot, the, the puppy, puppy taco. taco. Yeah, you're going to end up walking around looking like him. You're going to be a little puffy. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be puffy, exactly. <laughs> I'm not fat, I'm puffy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but you know what, honestly, though, if he really wanted to, he would, he just, all he has to do is skip the tortilla, he can remove it and he can eat. You know, it, there's nothing wrong with eating eggs and bacon for breakfast without the tortilla. So you, you know, you'd be eating your bean and cheese, Caroline. You'd be scooping it out of the tortilla. <laughs> yeah, that is so good. Yeah. Well, before we go ahead and end this episode, we're going to go ahead and talk about one other thing. Uh, one of our friends here in town with Play Live Nation is partnering up with the San Antonio Spurs. And what they're going to be doing is something that's really unique. They're going to be hosting the first ever esports tournament inside the AT&T Center on March the 16th. Now, that's going to start at 11 o'clock. I believe it runs from like noon to about maybe 4 or 5 o'clock. And then after that, you're going to be able to enjoy the, the Spurs and the Blazers game. So I talked to, to my friend Chris Sines earlier today. He gave us some more information to, to let us know exactly what's happening out there and where you can go get your tickets because... This is a, a very unique event. This is like something that it's up and coming. Esports is big business. And the San Antonio Spurs are, are the ones that actually reached out to him because it seems like the Spurs might be interested in, in starting their own professional esports league, which a lot of the other NBA teams already have, especially for games like NBA 2K. So it'd be great to see the Spurs starting to get with the times a little bit and, and do something like this. It's, it's a very unique event. So go ahead and... Uh, Go and support this event. Come out, you know, and watch the game. And, and if you don't want to, you know, just not even watch the game, get there early and, and take a look at seeing what's going on with these, uh, you know, esports tournaments. They're very, they're very unique events. You have to go down there and check it out. And if you like video games, make sure you go and, and support this because this is something that is up and coming and everybody needs to get behind this because it, it's going to be the next big thing that will be coming out here in San Antonio, Texas. So we're going to go ahead and hear a few words from our friend Chris Sines right now. And I'm going to be interviewing right now. I have a special guest joining us, uh, Chris Sines. He's one of the coordinators for an event that's going to be occurring on March the 16th from noon to 6 at the AT&T Center right before the Spurs and Portland game. They're going to have an eSports tournament. And Chris is going to talk to us a little bit more about that. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, not a problem, man. Let us know what's going on because, you know, esports is a big business and we really haven't seen anything like that out of, uh, you know, the AT&T Center, especially somebody who's partnered with the San Antonio Spurs to bring this event. So go ahead and tell us a little bit more about how it came to be and what you all got going down there. Yes, sir. So it's an awesome opportunity. Uh, we're bringing some esports tournaments to the AT&T Center. Uh, the Spurs have reached out to us. They wanted to uh, put together an esports night. Um, and so they contacted me. And because I run a lot of uh, tournaments here in San Antonio. And so basically we're going to be running like a Fortnite solos tournament, a 2v2 search and destroy Black Ops 4 tournament. Um, we're going to have Smash Ultimate and a Smash Project M that's a melee mod. 
um, for all you old melee smash brawlers out there. Um, and then also a very unique and, and cool uh, uh, tournament is we're going to have a 5v5 program um, 2K tournament because um, the NBA has their own uh, professional leagues. Um, and so, you know, currently there's only 21 out of the out of the 30 NBA teams on uh, with a pro team. Um, so the Spurs are lacking one. We're trying to bring that to the Spurs and, and, you know, make that happen for the city of San Antonio. So it'll be a pretty awesome event. Yeah, and, and if you want more information in this in regards to this event, you can always go to your Play Live Nation on uh, Facebook. It's going to be the Culebra location. Just put Play Live Nation Culebra, and you'll get the right location, and you can actually look at the event that they have there on their Facebook page so you can learn how to buy tickets, if you're interested in, in coming to this event, because it's going to be from noon to 6 p.m. And if you buy tickets to this event, you actually get a ticket to come and see the Spurs versus the Portland Trailblazers afterwards. And I believe you even said that you're going to be able to go down to the court, shoot a free throw after the game. Is that correct, Chris? Yes, sir. So, so, yes, sir. So the first 100 people that pre-register, they get to uh, do the free throw experience. They'll be able to shoot a free throw on the court after the game. Super awesome experience. Um, there's also a food voucher included, so you'll get a free hot dog and a drink or a large uh, a large nacho and a drink. Um, it's only $40, um, you know, and that's for the tournament and the game. So, you know, we, we definitely did our best to make sure and have a very cheap, affordable price for everybody to be included. Um, we want all ages um, and genders, you know, um, out there having fun. Um, I mean, they're tournaments. It's competitive, but at the same time, we want everybody involved, uh, whether it's your first time or you're a seasoned vet at, in-person tournaments i mean playing online is pretty fun but you know just being able to compete against somebody sitting right next to you is just on a different level so it, it's pretty awesome and so um tournament winners also get some small cash prizes they'll get upgraded seats um their names will be on the scoreboard uh, during halftime and then also uh, they get entered into a drawing for an autographed marcus aldridge jersey which is pretty awesome um so yeah we're looking for a great event yeah it's going to be a great time so if you got nothing else planned and you want to go to a really cool event, go ahead and make sure you buy tickets for this March 16th event. It's a very unique experience being that this is going to be one of the first or one of the first or the first esports tournament night hosted by Play Live Nation uh, and mm-hmm. in partner and they're partnering up with the San Antonio Spurs. So it's a really unique and cool event. Yes, you sir. know, if you, you can go, go ahead and We're go out and support. We're to make it an annual thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you can get a good turnout, that's what you always want. You want people to come out, see what this event is about. If it piques your interest, buy a ticket and come out and check it out. Even if you're not going to play, just come out and, and look and see what's happening. Look at the atmosphere. And, you know, it also comes with a great mm-hmm. ticket, you know, to the Spurs and Portland Trailblazers game. So that's always a plus. But it's going to be hosted yeah, by Play Live Nation. This is the Play Live Nation over at the Culebra Commons location, which is at 6626 West Loop 1604 North. You're in Suite I believe 218. Is that correct? Yes, sir. We're right off 1604 in Culebra. Um, we're right next to like Hoo Hut and Stoneworks um, across the highway from the Walmart. Uh, yeah, and, and we've got an awesome facility here. We've got uh, video games, PC or console. We do card games like Magic the Gathering. We do tabletop like D&D. Uh, we have a, a whole bunch of awesome merchandise uh, for sale. Um, yeah, and so basically if people get some game time, they can, you know, just play with their friends. Um, and so some of the cool things is like uh, the PC games, like Fortnite, you know, you might have a friend that's on the Xbox, you might have a friend that's on the PS4, uh, while on a PC, you can plug in an Xbox or PS4 controller. So, um, you know, it's definitely a, a great place for everybody to come together and, and network and socialize, meet new friends and get some gamer tags and PSN names and stuff. And 
have a good time playing games. Yeah, so go go make sure you check that out. It's a it's a happening location. I've had some of my friends go and they've taken their family out there and they've had a great time. So mm-hmm. definitely make sure you go and check that awesome. out. Now let me ask you a question though before we go ahead and end our little segment here. Are you a Spurs fan, Chris? Oh, diehard, yes sir. Go Spurs, go. Who's for your life. favorite Spur? Like That's I, what's... I I lived in South Florida for four years and I had to fly the NBA League Pass so that way I could make sure and catch every game. Oh. So Definitely that hard Spurs fan, yes, sir. Who's your favorite Spur? I always ask that on my guests. Who's your favorite Spurs, sir? Oh, man. It, it, it's, it's tough because, I mean, like, I mean, there's always the uh, the old school legends like uh, George Gervin, and um, then, you know, you got David Robinson, but then you've also got, um, you know, Tim Duncan, who's fundamental in, in helping build the dynasty that we did have. Um, you know, I appreciated Tony Parker's quickness, Ginobili's crazy, you know, eccentric style that, you know, made him beloved by everybody. Um, you know, some of the new guys, I like what I, I see out of like, uh, Lonnie Walker when he gets in PT, um, you know, DeJounte Murray, uh, DeRozan, been a little bit of shooting slump, but, you know, I, I like his, uh, his score mentality in LA, you know, he, he's definitely done a good job of putting the team on the back and, Man, you know, I wish we could have worked things out with Kawhi, but it is what it is, you know. Speaking of that, we have a, a game coming up on Friday that it's going to be another hotly contested game, you know, between the Spurs and the Toronto Raptors. Do you have any predictions? You think the Spurs mm-hmm. are going to win one on the road against Kawhi in Toronto? Um, you know, I, I think so because. As much as the Toronto crowd is going to be cheering for their team, I think they're going to have a good response for DeRozan because, um, you know, he was a very uh, loyal player to their organization. And um, I, I think, you know, he's going to get some support out there and it's going to help uh, spark a little fire for our team. And they're really going to put on a good show and come out with the W. Yeah, I hope, I hope you're right, Chris. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and end this segment. And again, make sure you go and follow Chris Signs and all the good things they're doing over there at Play Live Nation. Uh, you can follow them on Facebook at Play Live Culebra. Go make sure you go and follow follow them, give them a like, and also go ahead and check out the events that they have coming out. It's not just the esports tournament that they're going to be having at the AT&T Center. They also host a slew of other events that are going to be specific to that Play Live Nation uh, Culebra Commons location. So definitely make sure you go and check them out. All right, well, there you have it. Everything you need to know about the eSports tournament that's going to be happening here happening here in San Antonio on March the 16th at the AT&T Center. So like I said, make sure you go and follow, you know, Play Live on on Facebook. And I believe there, Chris went ahead and let you guys know exactly where you can reach him on Facebook so you can go and check out more details about that event. So that's about all the time we have for today's episode of the Two Shots Podcast. So for Carolina Teague, I'm Joe Garcia. Thank you for listening Bye, and tuning thank in. thank you. And also, where can, you know what, I, I forget, Carolina. Where can everybody get a hold of you on social media and talk with you? You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Carolina Teague underscore. There you go. So make sure you all hit up Carolina. And, of course, you can follow us at Two Shots Podcast. It's all spelled out, T-W-O-S-H-O-T-S podcast on facebook twitter instagram and also check us out on the internet at twoshotssa.com and you can listen to all the great content from the two shots podcast network and our family of podcasters so for carolina teague i'm joe garcia thank you for tuning in and like we always say spread the love stop the hate and be kind we're out peace Peace.